Welcome to Dadventurous. Yay, we're back. Not that we were gone, but we're back again. <laughs> we're back again. Um, What are we? I suppose we're an actual play Dungeons and Dragons yes. podcast with a dad and daughter. I'm the daughter. I'm the daughter. <laughs> no, I'm the daughter. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm the dad, I suppose. Yeah. And I'm going to be the dungeon master in this nonsensical world of awesomeness uh, called Elsewhere. And we're going to be continuing the story with the daughter who... As the player, which is me. Um, I play Kia, a tabaxi ranger level three, though you probably already knew that because uh, you've listened, but... Uh, but just in case there are new listeners coming oh yeah. in, I'm sorry. The story might not make any sense. No. What are you doing here? Go back to the beginning. <laughs> Go back to episode one, people. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah, Tabaxi Horizon Walker mm-hmm. Ranger with a with a spray can of thorns and an airplane pin. That's true. <laughs> Those are two things you have. And a disguise cloak. Yeah, that's true. And Kia is currently hanging out with her grandfather and friends once again in Map's Edge. Do you want to... Should we do a little recap? A recap? Not a a recap. Not a recap, a recap. It's going to be short. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. Last time on Dadventurous, Kia found herself coming back from Coaster Chaos, and she met a wonderfully hilarious individual named Cabot Cranberry... And How much cranberry? With his mustache, thank yep. you very much. <laughs> and um, started making her way back to, Ma- back to Map's Edge, where unfortunately there was a wild magic storm raging nearby. The townsfolk were retreating into the scrape, and Kia joined in the escape effort. However, upon the storm getting closer to town, you witnessed a pond appearing out of nowhere, and a frogling appear as well that was once a frog it had been suddenly become a variant and was not sure how life worked <laughs> and so <laughs> His you name helped, was Frogrick. yep you helped young frogrick out of the storm you battled some surge scarabs and you dove into the scrape where you joined with theodora and gunther and callie and a new friend cabot cranberry and frogrick um you passed off the surge artifact to Theodora, this pink unicorn that put out an aura of electricity. Electricity, yeah. And things came to life in the parking garage of the... Such as lights, garage doors. Yeah, and what did you find behind one of those garage doors? A motorcycle. Yeah, we'll see if I regret that decision. <laughs> I'm actually, th- I'm thinking, we'll see. I this is It's not fixed yet. It's going to take a little while for them to yeah. fix it up. But... I'm thinking it'll essentially work like a travel, like a horse. And so the D&D stats for like travel, you'll be able to move quicker across land. But what I'm trying to figure With out... a nice steel motorcycle. Yeah, what I'm trying to figure out, which maybe will be something somebody suggests on the podcast, that'd be cool. Yeah. How does it get its fuel? And what makes it run? If combustion engines don't work, crazy steampunk Magitech might. How does it work? Could be fun to figure out. We'll find out. I also just love the idea of a furry cat on a teal motorcycle just like just like speeding across the landscape of elsewhere. Yes, with scrapers and dragons and froglings <laughs> in the background. <laughs> with her cape billowing behind her. Nice. You don't have a cloak of billowing. <laughs> Yet. Maybe. Um, but anyway, and you passed off this item to Theodora. She told you that she got in contact with one of Maud's associates named Beryl. Beryl. Because trying to get a hold of Maud did not work. Something has happened to Maud in the retail ruins 
dun, location. Dun, dun, dun. You got a call on the Rocky Talkie, which I've decided to call them because mm-hmm. I think it's funny. And Maud said there was a bloodhound trap, don't come back, etc., etc. But I came back. And then nothing. Theodora wasn't able to get a hold of her. No one's able to get a hold of her. We, or the the town and Theodora have decided that you will go to Retail Ruins and see what happened and try to find that surged item that Maud maybe got, maybe didn't get. We don't know. Oh, and they told you that Beryl was going to be meeting you there in a couple days and had an unconventional way of getting there. I'm raising and lowering my eyebrows in rapid succession <laughs> right now. To imply mystery. <laughs> it looks very funny, listeners. <laughs> okay, so you find yourself in the parking garage of the scrape, and we'll say that the wild magic storm has started to wear down. You were going to rest for the night kind of thing, and you were going to set out tomorrow. Can I take a long rest then? Yes. Buttons. All right, and where and what... You know, we can just kind of cover the whole night. Maybe, or how about this? How about we'll say it's the morning. Ooh. The morning rises. The storm is gone. You feel well rested. And everyone stayed in the scrape last night just to be sure. And they'll go assess the damage in Map's Edge tomorrow. You could just set off from here. You mean today? Today, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, set, yeah, to go assess the damage today. But you could just set off from the scrape. And start heading east towards retail ruins. I think I she would I think yeah. I think I would go outside and just peer at Map's Edge to see if it completely disappeared or not. If it's fine to leave. Why don't you roll a perception check and we will see. Nineteen. Nineteen. I think what you notice is a couple things. You notice that some of the buildings are gone. Oh. But not all of them. Just like we'll say like two or three buildings. And mostly just houses. Yeah, what, like, they're just poofed? Is there they're, something in their place? Yeah, I was going to say. They're gone, but in their place is, like, in one section, we'll say that there is a, a radio, like, or not radio, like a satellite dish. <laughs> and then in the other one, there is a giant boulder. Just a giant boulder? Just a giant boulder. <laughs> the other thing you notice is uh, it's not quite so dry and arid around all that dry grass that was kind of surrounding Map's Edge, there's little patches of, like, freshly bright green grass, which is kind of cool. And then the one thing that you do notice is everything is peppered with crazy colors. Uh, All the houses look like they were hit with a paintball gun of varying different styles, (laughs) and it's just spattered with different colors. And um, you can probably assume with a 19 that those colors that you also see are sometimes like different materials. Like what once was a fully stone building now has some wood incorporated into it (laughs) and metal and stuff (laughs) like that. Oh. So for the most part, for the most part, it did okay. And and it rode out the storm. Yeah. For what I've I've seen, such as a... Chris, uh, such as a lake turning into a mm-hmm. Christmas tree farm, this is pretty mild. Yeah. And so you find yourself standing out there and Gunther comes out and he sets his hand on your shoulder and Flibbit's probably there too and he goes, well, Kia, I I know you're planning to set out for, for retail ruins today and I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about that place. It's a place? It is a place. You might not remember this because you were so young. But that is where I found you. It is? It is. Retail ruins uh, to the east on the way to the city of Briarport is where I was rummaging when I came across you as a fresh new variant. And he looks over at at Frogrick <laughs> and kind of gestures to the frog, kind of like him. Frogrick and Cabot are having deep conversations <laughs> about the metaphysical properties of life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining this is a very funny scene. A frog person talking to a gnome with a giant mustache about life. Yep. It's mostly (laughs) just Cabot talking, I think. Frogrick nodding. Yeah. But Gunther Gunther says that to you and he goes, so I I didn't know. 
I, I know I've talked to you a little bit about where I found you before, but I, I don't know that I've ever mentioned where it was. And, and yes, it's it's to the east. It's retail ruins. I found you in a in an old world store there. I don't remember that. I you've never told me where it was. Yes, well, I just wanted to warn you because um you're going there, and I didn't know how that would make you feel, but um. That is, yes, that's where I found you, and uh, it was quite dangerous at the time. There were scrapers and everything chasing you, and, um, oh boy, I just, I just worry, you know, about you, so I want to make sure you're well prepared for the journey. I think your trip to Coaster Chaos proved to me that you are, um, ready for the world as a proper rummager. I hug him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and he starts crying. Um, I think Kia always gets embarrassed when her gram when her grandfather starts crying in public, <laughs> and so she's she's just like gives him a quick hug and then slowly backs away. <laughs> and I think Gunther's out there. If you want to ask him any questions, you can. Um, but he's there crying in the corner. <laughs> in a corner, where? Oh, sorry, in the field. Yeah. <laughs> I say. I think I say. Um. I, uh, I, I think I'll, uh, go now. Uh, bye. And he goes, oh, bye. I love you. I love you, too. And I just scamper off. Okay. And Flibbit She gets very easily embarrassed. floats behind you. <laughs> Theodora's kind of standing in the path, kind of waiting for you a little bit. She saw you were having a moment with Gunther. And Callie is standing with her as well. And, um, they kind of gesture you over as you approach. <laughs> Callie goes... Hi, Kia. How are you this morning? Uh, good. Okay, I have something for you. Uh, what is it? And she hands you a tube, about two feet long, skinny tube. little tube. And as you open the tube and open it out, you find a map <gasps> of elsewhere. <gasps> and on the map, it shows, she points out where Retail Ruins is and where Briarport is, and that's kind of the path you're going to be going on. Um, this is, a, this is great to have a map. Uh, this is, the world's big. And Theodora pipes up. She goes, <laughs> yes, honey, it's real big. Speaking of big worlds, you're about to go into one, and I think I told you I had something for you when you left from Coaster Chaos, and she holds out a proper rummager license. And she get, takes back the temporary one that she gave you. It's like a badge you can kind of wear. Oh. You know, like around your neck or yeah. pinned on your clothes or something. And it's basically got like your name and information, where you come from, age, and then specialty or something like that. And your specialty says surged artifacts. I think uh, his ear. Uh, I think uh, you know how cats, when they're really excited, their tails start flipping really fast. Yeah, I think her tail just starts like. But whipping. is her face like straight? Yeah, she's keeping it calm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Callie giggles off to your side because she understands what's <laughs> going on. Theodora hands you that, and she says, "Now look, I know that you're going out there, and it's going to be dangerous, but just know that that barrel." is coming, too, in a couple days. Should take you a couple days to get there, too. Okay. I wanted to say that if you need to, you can keep heading east to Briarport. You could try to take a break there, because you're going to be pretty close to Briarport before you come back. Okay. But, and she looks at you very seriously, and she says, but I gave you them Rocky Talkies for a good reason, and I need you to contact me, because last time you did not contact me. You only contacted Maud. Keep me... With them updates about these surged items, I need to know what's going on. Okay. She's very serious. Hmm. Uh, I say, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll contact you once I get it. Okay. Good girl. And then she pats you on the head and wanders off. Uh, can I make an insight check on that? Sure. Mm. 18. Uh, her... Frustration was apparent about not about not, not being contacted. She she was happy that you brought her the item back, but she's def she was definitely feeling a little bit like put off by it. Oh, because you never contacted her, and so 
The insight into that situation is she is frustrated and wants to make sure she has better control on this next adventure. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. I think I say to Callie, did you uh, like the uh, the t-shirt? Oh, I, I bet she's wearing it. Oh. If I know, yeah, she's probably wearing it for sure. And I think you gave her like a little stuffed animal. I gave her a bird and uh, and Coasty. Knowing Callie being the weirdo that she is, she's probably got the bird strapped to her shoulder as <laughs> if it's like a familiar. <laughs> and I say, she's uh, like, I love everything. I can't wait to get back to the shop and um and and, and put this stuff up on display. <laughs> I say, I like I like how you situated the bird. Thank you. And she gives you a big hug. I think she uh, wicks her whip as she says that. What? Gia? The bird. Oh, do you eat birds? I mean, I think I think I think she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. A little remnant of her of her variant. Yeah, I think. Past. She, yeah, I think she would like if she ate a bird. She doesn't like. She wouldn't like it at all. But I think it's it's just like some instinct. Evolution, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to break it. Um. Wow. I love it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to put birds in front of you now. We're going to see what's going to happen oh, at some no. point. Yeah. <laughs> you're here. You're standing out looking over the plains. You know that the road kind of dips down east of Map's Edge. Looking at the map, you can section into it, crossing the plains here from the scrape towards the road. It'll save you some time. And it's up to you what you want to do, how you want to approach it. Um, oh, I did. Oh, I should say one more person comes up to you. Mr. Cabot Cranberry. <laughs> and Cabot comes up uh, and he says, Now, Kia, it was wonderful to meet you. And he gives, shakes your hand. And he says, And I must say that I am so thrilled to write the stories of this adventure down. You're going to? Well, you know, I'm going to frame it in such a way that it's about the beasts and animals of elsewhere. But yes, of course, I'll, I'll, an entry about surge scarabs, an entry about froglings and variants, and uh, you, yourself, you're a variant, correct? Um, yes. Okay. Do you know where you came from? Uh, or when it happened? Or how it happened? Or who you were with when it happened? One question or, at a time, please. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Go ahead. It happened seven years ago. Okay. Uh, this is furiously writing. At a uh, retail ruin. Okay. What were your other two questions? You were talking too fast. How did it happen? A wild magic storm? I don't know. You don't remember. Fascinating. And he writes that down too. And he says, well, look, I would get more information from your grandfather, but I just wanted to say you have been an invaluable asset in the world of cranberry books. Cranberry books. I'm still working on like a like a publishing company or something. I got to come up with a name. Anyway, fascinating. Maybe you could go through Callie. For for the, oh, she does like old world things like that. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> and he um, starts writing it down. I know you're going off on more adventures. I don't think this is the last we'll see of each other at all. Uh, uh, I will also be leaving soon to head and look for more creatures in the wild. And Take care of Frederick. I might bring him with me. We shall see. I'm going to see what he wants. But here, and he fishes into his satchel and he pulls out a journal and a writing utensil. And he hands it a to you. A writing utensil. What? Which like writing utensil? How about a quill? Okay. In, with an inkwell. <laughs> and he goes, here. I know you're going to be going out on fascinating adventures, and I would love for you to maybe periodically sketch what you see, draw notes, take notes, anything. I could use them. We could talk. It will be wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, just, uh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And What's, he's, uh, what color is the quill? What color do you want it to be? <laughs> I think it would just be like an average white, probably. Okay. Because that would be easier. Ooh, maybe it's a fantasy bird. Maybe it's a, hmm. Like a peacock? Yeah. Multicolored crazy? Yeah. Okay. And you know... Cats do love feathers. So. <laughs> <laughs> so are you. You're drawn to the journal and writing pen, not because of the ability to write, but because there is a fluffy thing on the end of it. Yeah. And as soon as Cabot walks away. 
I think I think she starts batting <laughs> batting at the feather. I think she'd know better than to eat it. Yeah. But uh, I think she starts batting at the feather. <laughs> can't help but bat at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Beautifully wonderful. Here we are. Where you want to go? East. Okay. <laughs> Why I said that, listeners? I don't know. <laughs> East to Retail Ruins and Briarport. And Mod. And Mod. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there are different ways you can go about this. Follow the road. You only got to roll on the encounter table once. If you want to stay in the plains and stay off the road, kind of head east that way, it's mostly flatland, but as you get further east, it starts becoming more rivers, lakes, things like that, forests, etc. as you start going to the east. Up to you how you want to do it. If you do it that way, you've got to roll on two encounter tables, but maybe something will change if you stay off the road. It's up to you. Mm. The On the road is definitely safer. On the road is safer. Would the planes be faster? The planes, no, would not be faster. Mm. I think she'd take the road then. Okay. So then, is there anything you would like to do? I think I haven't even mentioned him once today, but flip it. Rolls up beside you. I think he's probably taken off of off his t-shirt. I think I'd, I would have too. Okay. And he uh, rolls up beside you and goes, Okay, Kia, another adventure for Kia and Flibbit. Huzzah! And he starts Huzzah. Flo- floating off that direction. Um, is there anything you want to talk to him about? Or shall we rec- roll on the encounter table? I think she'd just start going. Just start moving. Okay. Put the, uh, put the feather in her pocket to resist uh, batting at it. <laughs> okay. And you, looking at the map, start heading out. You cross the plane section, and you get to the road. Are you prepared to roll on the encounter table? No. Wonderful. This time, it is a D6. Oh, just a D6? It is, because you have pulled away some of the things on the list. Boink. Three. A three. Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You guys are moving along for a while. In fact... I'm going to actually say your first day, you pass by with no encounters. Because hmm. I said it was going to take you a couple yeah. of days to get there, right? Day one, beautiful over um, above you. The sky is blue. The wind, it's probably a little breezy, blowing some of the dry grass side to side. You start heading east. East is a little bit more different than what you'd seen before. Heading west to Coaster Chaos, it was a lot of talus fields and stuff like that. Plains and rocks and, and- plains. This direction is more hilly. Oh. Um, and so you start getting the like rolling hills of, you know, the plains. It's, it's still grass, but, you know, your path goes up over a hill and then you can see the winding path down and you duck down into the valley between two hills. A little bit harder to see far down the road. Would I, um, I think this would be not what she's used to, right? Not at all. I think she'd start getting, like, a little, like, she can't see everything like she's used to. She can't see, like, miles and miles out into the plains, and so she'd she'd probably start getting a little, like, jumpy. Okay. Like, say, like, say, uh, say a rabbit or something crossed her path, and she'd probably jump a little bit. Okay. A little anxious. Yeah. Cool. Flip it. Floating along like nothing's changed. (laughs) He has a sort of fearlessness in his ignorance. <laughs> but when stuff actually is scary, he's terrified. Yeah, you know what I that mean? makes sense. So he's just cool. he's just humming along to himself. <laughs> nice tune. Oh, thank you. I have been working on an album. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, the improv things I say make me go, why did I say that? Uh, I don't know how to play any instruments. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't need any instruments where I come from. We use our tentacles, our mouths, and our brains. <laughs> uh, your, your what? Your brains? And then he reaches two tentacles up and starts slapping them against your head. So they <laughs> go, thump, 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 thump. <laughs> and then in your mind, you hear him going, do, do, do. And his mouth going, and it's quite nice. <laughs> Actually, let's roll a performance check for Flibbit. I got a nat 20. 
Nice. It's really good. Wow. He's musically inclined. I clap. Oh. I give applause. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, no one's ever <laughs> clapped with hands for me before, only in their minds. So <laughs> thank you. I say, uh, nice music. And he says, you know, Kia, I just want to say I love that you're so positive all the time because I am feeling great. And you remember that he talked about absorbing good thoughts, right? Yeah. I'm like, uh, thanks. I I hope I'm positive. You are. It's it's a very it's a nice treat. The dwarves that I was traveling with, the furry hairy ones that you told me are dwarves. Yeah. Uh, they were very serious. It was a good time, but they're very serious. And you're oh. just so happy, and I think it's great. And uh, and I and then right as about as he's talking, and finishing up the sentence. Something catches the corner of your eye. Can you make a perception check for me, please? Perception check. Uh, 11. 11. You see a structure kind of behind Flibbit as you come down another hill. And you're starting to get into a little bit of trees. There's trees here and there. You actually see a little wall, a remnant of a wall that maybe was once a house, maybe a building or a business. You're not sure. But you see a wall and, like, the floorboards of an old structure. Everything else is gone. Can I stop him? But that's there. And Flibbit's going, uh, and then what I say is, uh, what's up? Building. Building? Yes, a building. Oh, okay, and we're being stealthy? Uh, yeah, because, okay. like, if something's in there, then... Understood, and he gets all serious. <laughs> and puts on his best dwarf face. His dwarf face? Yep. What's the Practice. best dwarf face? Uh, all of his tentacles come up under his chin and pretend to be a beard, and his <laughs> eyes furrow, <laughs> eyebrows furrow down. <laughs> he doesn't have eyebrows. His facial structure goo. <laughs> <laughs> Is there trees on either side of this building? No, there's trees on one side, and I would say it's a couple hundred feet away off the path. There's probably looks like there's the remnants of an old pathway that used to go to it. Okay. Can I dash over to the trees? Right next to the building, you're going to need to make a stealth check. Terrible. Eight. Uh, you start dashing across the... Hmm. An eight. Uh, you start dashing across the trees. Let me roll something. You suddenly feel your foot trip on something. It? As you're getting close, you're almost there. Your foot catches the lip of something, trips, and from behind you, you feel like as you trip and fall down, the thing you tripped on shifts and falls into a space oh. next to the house. And you look back and you see that there was a cellar door oh. horizontal on the ground that you just kicked and it broke and fell into the cavern, not cavern, but did it make, cellar below. Did it make a, like a big crashing noise? It made a lot of noise. You wait for a second, nothing seems to happen. Is this, are there bushes around this? Not around this. This was, I mean, you would have seen that. This is just, it was out in the open. You're probably 50 feet from the house. Yeah. And there's this cellar. I look inside. You peek inside. Go ahead and make a perception check once more. 12. 12. It's very dark. Mm. Um, Even with my cat eyes. I will say that... With your cat eyes, you are able to see down, and down is clear. Okay. There is the remnants of an old ladder. It's busted up. It's in terrible shape. The ground is probably 10, 12 feet down. Ooh. And then there's a tunnel that goes essentially towards the house. Oh. But like a that's what you can see. Okay. I think, so it's open now. Mm-hmm. So the door is just open. Mm-hmm. I think she'd um, leave it for now. Dash into the trees again. Okay. Try to... Make another stealth check. Another good roll. That is a 23. Okay. You dash to the trees. You and Flibbit both. I should roll for Flibbit. <laughs> yeah. He also did pretty good. Um, you dash to the trees. You wait. And a minute passes. Two minutes pass. Three minutes pass. You're starting to think like, okay, maybe I'm good. And then from the hole where the cellar was... You see a head pop up, a robotic scraper head pop up. I shouldn't say robotic. A scraper head, yeah. right? Pops up, looks around. Its head appears to be made of like garden tools 
And canned goods. Wow. Yep. Canned things. Canned goods. <laughs> and then oh, I wonder if cans it can last turns around years. and turns around and its two little can lid eyes <laughs> open up as if they've been opened with a can opener. And he looks around. Is there anything inside the cans? Nothing inside the cans. Closes the eye cans, goes back down into the hole. Okay. Um, can I look into this house or what's left? There's not it? a house. It's just a wall and floor. Oh. So you can peek in and you can see that the wall and the floor that I said, there's another door in the floor. And you like can an guess thing. that this was, or a cellar. Or a cellar, yeah. This was a connected to that thing that you kicked in. Okay. Uh, I think she'd probably go over and is it possible to open it? Without punching it in? Uh, it is open. Oh. This one is open. In the house. Yeah. The one out there had a cover, but this one is open. Okay. I think she'd uh, go in and try to peer in again. Just like, down into this yeah, hole? Yeah, just like This sure. one's in a little bit better shape, but similarly, there's a ladder going down about 10, 12 feet, and then a tunnel okay. going towards that other one. Is there anything in, in inside of it that I can tell? Not from this spot. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I want to do? What do you want to do? I have a clock. You do? A certain clock. Yeah, you kept that, right? Yeah. Yeah, the stink clock? Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I love where this is going. Go ahead. And it has a pretty big radius. So I think she'd uh, put her arm in the hole. Okay. With the clock. Okay. And click the button. Put the <laughs> So you're trying to like smoke him out? Yeah. I might, she might actually, you know what? She's what? gonna drop it in, as it's as she clicks the button, so that it gets its full into the. Okay, this is cool. I like this. Would I need to do anything with that? Well, okay. So here's my dilemma for you. You could do that, but nothing's gonna keep that stuff from just coming out of the opening that you're next to. Whereas the other side had a lid. Do you True. see where I'm going with this? Yeah. So if you drop it in, a lot of your stink that you're trying to do something with is going to escape through the hole that you're next to. Okay. So I think she'd... Actually, wait. So it, would it be okay before I do that to... to Before I do that, go grab the... That's what I'm asking, yeah. Oh, wait. But yeah. it was inside. The lid fell in. It did fall in. You might have to find a different way of doing it. Is there anything, any, like, loose uh, pieces there, of this house? Yeah, I would say the floorboards, the potential floorboards are probably pretty rotten and pretty nasty. I see what you're trying to do. So why don't we just say, why don't you roll a stealth check with advantage, because Flibbit's going to help you. Yay. And this will be his help of the episode. <gasps> and if you do okay on that. Okay. A stealth check? Yeah. Another 23. Okay. So f with Flibbit's gooey little tendrils, he's <laughs> able to stick his hands underneath some of these floorboards and help cushion pry them up without making a lot of noise. You guys pry up four of the floorboards. I want to cover the hole. And you are an, it's enough that you would be able to cover the hole. Okay, so I'm going to... Can I ask Flibbit to hold the floorboards? Yep. Of course, Kia. I am prepared and ready. Okay. I, I told him... So, as soon as, I, as soon as you see me drop this clock inside, slap the floorboards down. Okay. okay. And so I press the button and drop it. Okay, so you press the button, you drop it, flip it quickly, slams the floorboards down. And I think he probably stays put on top of the floorboard, like floorboards, wow, floorboards. <laughs> 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 on top of the floorboards because he's used to stench as a stench spraying yeah. flump himself. And he keeps it there and he goes, okay, uh, what now? We wait. We wait, okay. And after a moment, you start watching from a distance that hole mm -hmm. in the far side and you start watching and then you see a little bit of smoke come up this <laughs> green smoke come up from the far hole about 50 feet away and then suddenly a scraper bursts from that hole <laughs> and leaps out covered in stinkiness <laughs> and stenchiness and runs off oh, away runs away enough that it kind of heads towards the trail. Oh. Does it appear to be wanting to get on the trail? No, it's just heading towards the trail. And I think if you sit here and wait long enough, you will see that it will come back. 
Okay. Scrapers often patrol areas and whatnot. Yeah. It was just running away for a moment to get away from its this danger. I think she'd uh, do the do the whole like uh, you smoke it out and then you attack. So how far away is this thing? The scraper? Yeah. Oh, it's probably sixty feet away. <laughs> I have a range of one hundred and fifty feet on my longbow. So. You do. So you're gonna start raining fire on the scraper yes. from a distance. Love that. Ooh, actually. Ooh. <laughs> Lay it on me. All right. Is there any sign of more scrapers coming no. out? Just seemed like this. This one. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. Oh, okay. On Heck my yeah. bow. On my uh. I spray it on my arrow. Yep. And then I'm going to. And that you only, you only have to expel that if it hits, right? That's kind of how it works. Uh, I think like so. you cast it, but it yeah it yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she um I think she pulls back her bow, sprays it with the thing, pulls back, and then shoots it nice. at the guy's head. All right, go ahead and roll your attack. Thirteen will hit. So oh okay, never <laughs> mind. Yeah. Uh, okay, thirteen hits. Yep. Okay. Um, with a, okay, so I got 11 damage for just my bow, which is max damage, plus I need to make a dexterity saving throw. Does a four do it? Nope, <laughs> not at all. Okay, this is interesting. Now I get out my fancy D10. Nice. Okay, so you take a total of 15 damage <laughs> to the scraper. So... In the most stunning display... It did have the possible to do 23. Uh, yeah. So. In the most stunning display of strategy that you have had Thorns. so far, smoke the scraper out. It runs. It's going to turn and come back after the smoke dissipates. It was ready. We'll say it gets partway to the trail, turns, looks your way, and at that same moment looks up as an arrow just goes chunk and thorns explode around him and you take this dude out. In one fell swoop. <laughs> and flip it goes, whoa, that was a heck of a shot, Gia. Thanks. Wow. And, I uh, fist bump him. You guys <laughs> fist bump. And, uh, and yeah. Good you, job with the planks. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's holding things down while other people battle stuff. <laughs> That's take Talon. Thank you. And the cellar is yours. Yay. <laughs> uh... Has the smoke dissipated yet? Yeah, I'll say it has. Okay. First, I think I want to go over to the scraper. Okay. Um, um, and see if there's any, if the cans have anything in them. Okay. Uh, roll Slash garden tools. an <laughs> investigation check. 19. I'll say one of the cans had 30 clips in it. A can? Yeah. Had quips. And on the side of it was written vacation fund or something. Oh. I don't know. Well, that wouldn't make any sense no. if it was Password. Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that you find a can full of money that was paper clipped. Oh. And so I get one. How about you get two platinum paper clips? Ooh. How about fancy. that? Okay. Well, is Most it normal paper clips or is it platinum? Platinum. Oh. This is a Mostly because you rolled really high. Yay. Okay. Um, now, okay, go back to the cellar, and I think she'd descend the rotten ladder. <laughs> okay, so you descend down. Stenchy smell still there, but it's dissipated, but it stinks in here now. Yeah. This was carved out at some point. Uh, it looks like an old, you know, storm cellar or something like that oh. from the old days, and you start making your way down, and once you get to the bottom, you see that it opens up to a room. There are tunnels on either side. The other one clearly leads to the house where you were. Yeah. And we'll say Flibbit drops down on that side, and you guys descend into this middle room. As you come into this, like, larger room, ceiling's only six feet tall. Yeah. Really short. Lined with old shelves covered in moldy, gross, busted up canned goods. There's like an old world TV in the corner with a couch. <laughs> People were set up for some sort of like bunker situation down here. But what you do notice are two jars of pristine 
honey on the shelves. Ooh. Just pristine, like... Pristine honey. 300-year-old? I will say they're small jars, and for D&D mechanic purposes, they are one use each. Oh. Of something. Magic honey. Potentially. <laughs> I think I, uh, I looked a flip it, and I looked back at the jars and do the whole, like, movie kind of, like, like double-take thing. And I say, uh, those look good. Yeah. I think they look wonderful. Let's grab them and let's get out of here. I agree. So, so I, grab, I grab the two jars. Wonderful. And I go over and grab my clock. Okay, and you pick your clock back up. Mm-hmm. And you can add those to your inventory. Two jars of honey. You don't know what they do. But (laughs) we'll say that they don't look hazardous. They look delicious. Hmm. Does it look like not normal honey? No, it looks looks like delicious honey. Hmm. Okay. So you can decide what you want to do with that. And you continue to start making your way to the east. This was day two that you're finishing now. Yes. Okay. You're finishing. You don't need to take a long rest, except you can earn your... Item you earn your spell back, but you took zero damage, so yeah. <laughs> you wrecked that guy. I'm gonna I might do that. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Day three. You come over another hill and kind of get past the plains, the hill the rolling hills that you've been going on. And you look down and you see lots of trees. A forest. Hmm. Kind of. A forest with roads. And pathways oh. traveling amongst them. And you see a, a low wall and a parking lot in the a distance. Lot. Oh, no. And all you see on the parking lot is the word retail. Retail? Oh. Hmm. I say, uh, looks like we found it. I guess so. Do you suppose that Mod's okay, or what do you think we'll find in there? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and I go over to the uh, to to the, the parking lot. Okay. So you start approaching but what? I want to stay outside of it. Yeah, that's fine. You start approaching the edges of this retail ruins location. I think the plains and the rolling hills, even fighting the scraper, you said you felt a little bit like anxious, right? Yeah. Not being able to see. This kind of place puts Kia on edge. Oh, Lots of tall trees, lots of low walls, lots of small little buildings. You can't see very far at all. Ooh. Ears go back. Yeah. Like, like not full back, but definitely like, she doesn't like this. Okay. And I will say that you, you're kind of at the beginnings of this like low wall blocking off a parking lot. Now there's like creeks running through it. There's trees. Aww. It's It's not pristine or anything like that. It's pretty beat up. You do see a sign that looks modern to you posted further down the path as if someone had a rummager or something like that had put something up. Just like a wooden sign? Yeah. But you can't read it from here. I go over to it. Okay. You start walking over to it and you see that the sign um, points out some directions. It says Briarport through here. You kind of have to go through or around retail ruins to go through. And it tells you Briarport. We'll say it's another day or two away to the east. Uh, There's a sign pointing north to um, some some of the towns up to the north. And then on smaller little signs are directions to little buildings. And it says, like, scrape site one, 300 feet, with an arrow pointing this direction. Beware of, uh, you know larger scraper next sign says scrape site four like back this way 600 feet chasm in middle there's like little notes like that everywhere okay okay and then you get to the bottom of the list and something catches your eye and it says your name kia it says kia and then it has a direction and it says 400 feet towards briarport and then in there it says Major scraper hub and has a caution sign or like has caution next to it. But oh. it just says your name and a direction. I think she peers closer at the sign and says, 
Is this a prank? I don't know. Why Why is your name on the board? I don't know. Okay. I, I is it like, can I look towards the sign? You can, you, you'd have to go there though, because it's so. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, can I see the general shape of the building? Not from here. No. It was 400 feet. You got to go down the path a little bit and find your way to being able to see these areas. Okay. Uh, and Beryl, Theodora said Beryl would meet me here. She did say that, but that it would take her a couple days. It took me a couple days. I think uh, she'd, I think she'd drawn to this. I think she'd go over wanting to skirt around buildings and try to be as stealthy as possible. Okay. Trying to be. So you head over towards the building, the place with your name on it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. 23. 23. I'm getting a lot of 23 stealth. Yeah. Okay. You start making your way down the path and you start heading down this area and you get down this walkway and there's trees and there's stuff blocking the view and there's this little wall and suddenly you break around the corner of it and you see a very large warehouse style building that is blue in color and <laughs> the daughter knows where this is going now. Yep, I do. And Well, I knew it as soon as you said the sign. I know, right? And above the building in bright yellow letters <laughs> is your name, Kia, right? And then toppled down onto the ground on the parking lot in front of this building is the letter I <laughs> that no longer is associated with the name has crumpled down to the ground and you essentially see the remnants of an Ikea <laughs> store. <laughs> and as soon as you get eyes on that <laughs> weird furniture store that we alluded to so long ago, you feel that familiar pull sensation of a surged item. But you feel that pull and you see the store what do you think Kia does in this moment as she sees all these things coming to, to fruition in terms of Gunther saying, this is where he found you, your name's on a building. What is happening to Kia right now as you feel this pull too? How big is the eye? I mean, it's like 10 feet or 12 feet tall. Mm-hmm. It's massive. I think she'd go over to it and say, uh, do, like, look at the eye, look at the letters, look at the eye, look at the letters and say, I'm named after a store? <laughs> she looks at it and she goes, I, Kia. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm named after Password Store. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, Gunther, he's not a super creative guy. Mm. As you were standing there looking at this name, you walked very freely up to the front of the store mm-hmm. to look at the eye. The doors were open, and you feel that pull even stronger coming from the first floor first of this floor. building. Yep. Kind um, of feels like close to the entrance. Oh, I think, like, it was moved. Are you asking or telling me? <laughs> <laughs> like, you think? I feel like I was, like, she's always felt these things deep inside of a thing Mm -hmm. deep inside of a building and so to have it near the entrance would be strange for her and so she'd say um do you think Maud's in there I think she moved the artifact I don't know I I think hasn't been able to get a hold of us so if she's in there something might be wrong yeah I say I, I think we should do you think we should wait for the barrel person I don't know if Maud's in trouble we might not yeah. have time. I think. Are these like the doors are open? Yep. Two big, massive sliding doors, wide open. Okay, I think she'd she'd probably. Are they glass? Can she see inside? They're open. Yeah. Yeah. There's. They were glass at one point, but they're right now. It's just a big open archway, basically. Um. How? What does the inside look like? A checkout what counter it? aisles. Okay. Of <laughs> of a furniture of warehouse Ikea. store, Ikea, in nature. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what you see. I think she'd go through. Okay. But 
Stay close to the doors. As you go through, you feel this pull pulling you off to your left. There's a little, like, closet, bathroom, (laughs) old world, past world bathroom area. (laughs) You feel the surged item, like, 30 feet to your left. In the bathroom. Yep. It's, like, very close. Can I see? Can I see? Can I look that way and scan the ground? Slash the door for any signs of a fight, for any signs of... Hmm. Make a survival, I think. Or investigation. My investigation is better. Okay. Ten. You... It's it's a mess in here. You don't see anything that fits the bill of a fight. You don't see wounded, you know, people. You see nothing. It's just a closet. Okay. I think she'd go... She'd put her hand on the doorknob, but go behind the door. And so kind of open it so that she wouldn't be in sight of the of the person of the of anything that would be in there. It opens inward. <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> uh, okay. Um Puppet has stretchable hands. No, he doesn't. Well, <laughs> he I just mean, has tentacles. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but they're long. Right? Yeah, kinda. And so I feel like uh she'd No, she wouldn't want to put her friend in danger. She'd open the door. Okay, you open the door. As you open and push it in. The door and push it in quickly. You see a very bright light. Suddenly you are almost blinded by bright light. And you can see that it is emanating from a little lamp sitting on the ground. A lamp? And you're getting that intense pull of a surged item. This what does lamp What the lamp look like? It looks like a beautiful Swedish themed <laughs> lamp with fun little gold plating and pretty designs on the side. It's a lamp. It's a lamp. It's a lamp. Wow. And you feel washed over in warmth almost as this brightness pushes out into that room you were in. It's insanely bright, right? For a tiny little lamp. For a tiny little lamp. And you are getting the feeling that this thing is your next surged item. It's right here. It's so easy. And then... No, it's not that easy. And then you hear it. And then you hear it again. And then you hear it seven more times as behind Nine you. Nine times. Yep, as behind you. Uh-oh. Suddenly you hear the familiar chittering. Of familiar, cashier? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The familiar chittering, the familiar squealing, but not of scrapers, of uh. surge scarabs. And you turn around and you are swarmed before you can react. And one of them leaps up Uh-oh. and bites you Uh-oh. in the shoulder. Uh-oh. And you drop blackout. The pass out bugs strike again. <laughs> and next to you, you as you are fading, you see that Flibbit also this time got bit. Uh-oh. And you guys drop he has flashback. blackout. And that's the end of our episode. The pass out bug strike again. <laughs> <laughs> Not even rolling for armor, just. And so next episode is going to be a funky one. Flashback. It is going to be a flashback episode. And so I'm telling everybody now because I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to make the daughter create a cat character <laughs> from me. before she was Kia. And we are going to do a flashback episode to what happened to Kia when she became a variant. Sound fun? Yeah. Cool. Do I have to do a kid voice? No, you can be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name's Uh, Kia. Actually, you can't talk and you have to meow only. (laughs) 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 Please make a meow check. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I know how how to imitate my own cats. There you go. Um, that's the end of the episode. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Who knows what's going to happen to Kia? Except me, of course, I know. Yeah. But no one else knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. that's the end of the episode. Follow us on, uh, oh, see us, see us next time we release Mondays. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> we release Mondays, uh, Follow us on social media. We have bunches of platforms. Um, Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a review. Yeah, rate us. Give us a review. 
follow us, check us out. We like all that stuff. A lot of people are listening. We're starting to get more people listening. Uh, we've crossed a cool threshold of like a couple hundred people listening to our show. That's cool. We want more. <laughs> and our, so, my personal goal is is five hundred people. Five hundred people. Yeah. That would be really cool. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next week on Dead Adventurous Cat episode. <laughs> Cat episode? Not like flashback, not... Uh, it's called cat episode, and it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> only you would... Only you would come up with that. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. See you next week. Welcome back to Adventurous Q&A. That's right. The Q stands for questions, and the A stands for awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be A and Q then? Maybe. Awesome questions. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, so this week's question is a lot of people's concerns for when they start DMing is you don't want to kill your players the first time, right? Yeah, the first level one TPK from yeah. a giant spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want that happening. Uh, but... You don't want to be too soft on your players, too, because then they'll just breeze through and people will get bored and nothing will happen. Well, things will happen, but they'll happen too fast. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you don't want to give level 20 players a wolf to fight. Yeah. You want them to have a dragon to fight. That makes sense. So, it's often uh, a lot of people's concerns to start out. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, You know, in this setting... Of elsewhere in the podcast and everything. Generally speaking, I'm going to be a little bit nicer to you because you are it. It's just you and Flibbit. Yeah. But at a table, when you have all these people, I think there's a benefit to kind of making it tough because it makes people start thinking outside of the box. And not to say that things aren't going to get tough for you, but it'd be (laughs) awfully boring if I killed you right out of the gate. And awfully boring if you uh, gave me, like I said, a wolf to fight. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think I think at the table, you, you got to adapt so much. I think yeah. I think one of the th- problems that people make mistake, and and this is just me. This is not all DM. Some people are really by the book, by the rules. I think you adapt in the moment. If your level twenty players are fighting a wolf, and they just taking it out and it's no big deal and they're going man this is boring and you're going why did I stick this wolf in here okay the wolf went down but then as it went down it howled a final howl and suddenly 10 more wolves 20 more wolves 30 more wolves 100 wolves emerge from the trees and now your level 20 players are going oh this is bad yeah so one wolf is a nuisance. Yeah. 20 wolves is well, a Well, and this problem. just happened in their Spelljammer campaign a little bit, where you guys went up against this guy that I, I was convinced was going to maybe be really tough, was going to take a bunch of you guys out, was going to cause this problem. And these guys came in in two rounds and did like 150 damage to my big bad guy. Suddenly I'm like, huh, that's, I got to rethink this. That's the level fours for you. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't even that. There were the three nat 20s that were rolled. Yep. One was a guiding bolt. It was insane. A couple a couple were uh, several uh, several psychic daggers to the head. Yeah, so that was a fight that I thought was going to be hard, and you guys ended up kind of breezing through. Story-wise, it was fine, and I'm, I'm going to make it work, but like in the moment, I could have been like, you know, the guy calls for backup or something like that because, oh, my players are breezing through this fight. It's boring. I want this to be more thrilling. Stuff starts happening. Yeah, you kind of have to adapt in the moment. If your bad guy, on the other hand of that, if your bad guy is is taking out the players a lot, make him have less health or less powerful attacks. Or he moves weird and players get an opportunity attack on him sort of thing. You have to not keep it the same because then it, it'll either it'll be boring or uh, ridi- or ridiculously easy 
uh, or hard. Yeah. On. Yep. You just gotta mold to the situation. Roll with the dice. Yeah. All right, that is all for this next question. Thank you for your awesome questions. I don't know. I just saluted the daughter for <laughs> some reason. No one can see that. Or, nope. Or hear it, but it happened. Yes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. On Dadventurous Q&A.